this week on Erotic Awakening. More Q&A, not submissive enough, and sprinkle boobs. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening. When? Right now. The Erotic Awakening podcast as well as workshops by Dan and Don are offered free of charge to our community because of the expenses involved. We are grateful to those that support us through <laughs> Patreon and donations. Awesome people like Heather. Amazing people like Elizabeth. Again. Again. And <laughs> Fundavar people like Morgan. Oh, you came out with a different Mad Lib. I did. Cool. Hi, Dan. <laughs> Hi, Don. How are you this fine evening? Um, it's been a really good Mother's Day. Good. So it's been been a really good chillaxing day. I'm good with it. Happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out there, and happy Mother's Day to all those MILFs. Wow. <laughs> I think that's complimentary, I think. I think at this point, I'm a gilf, not a MILF. You are a gilf, that is very true. <laughs> uh, today on the podcast, we have four, five, six, twelve more, no, not that many, but we have a few more backlog of questions of things that people have asked us about as well as all kinds of cool stuff um yeah and so many subscribers to the newsletter but you don't want to hear about that yet you don't have time to hear about that yet no no because first we're going right into our first question oh but i did what okay don yes sir are you too old to be poly what Mm. is too old to be poly is the actual question so, um, so what is too old to be Polly? Oh, I have a, um, I have somebody new to add to the K report, by the way. Do you? Yes, I'll tell you about that in a minute. Okay, so um, too old to be Polly. You know, since I consider Polly a love style or a way someone is wired, though it's not always the way someone's wired. Sometimes it's a choice to live a certain way. Um, I don't think you're ever too old, right? That's kind of like asking me what is too old to be power exchange, what is too old to be bisexual, what is too old to be, you know, these things. I I think for me, you just are. I don't know that I will ever be too old to be poly. It's how I love. Okay. So that's just my thought. Here's what the actual question is, I reckon. Are you too old to start poly or too old to actually find other people to do polyamory with? We know, oh my gosh, Oberon Zell is like 79 now, and he's still poly. So he's one of the poly mm-hmm. elders that, you know, used to write about this stuff back in the Green Egg, I think it was. So a big pagan magazine way back in the, the 70s and such. Him and his uh, wife, Morning Glory Zell, they had other partners. They've, you know, and like I said, he's 79, 80. I'd have to look it up. He's way up there. Yeah. And, and we're not too far behind. And <laughs> we, are, we are not in the 79, 80 range. Thank that you. is true. But he still lives poly because that's who he is. You know, is it easy to find dates when you're older? Probably not. Yes. So Yes, it is. It's easy? Yes. When you're in your 80s and you know this? Oh, I thought you meant when you're 55. No, you just said you weren't in the 80s realm. Okay. But we know other people. We know someone that we used to bring in to be a presenter at BTL, and he runs events over in West Virginia, I think it is, and he's older than us, and he still finds new partners and has current partners and has partners that he's had for a long time, and... You know, so he still does poly. Polly's his life. Um, 
like I said, I it could be a little bit more difficult as you get older because our dating pool gets smaller for various reasons. Um, some that are older start dating younger. So, you know, we lose people as we get older. And so the dating pool is smaller. So, But I still think yes. Polly's absolutely doable. Yeah. I, I The actual question, what is too old to be up? Polly, there is no answer to that. We know people that are as old as can be mm-hmm. and still successfully doing Polly. As I mentioned, I am 55. And I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but we just put out this polyamory dating guide, and apparently mm-hmm. it's a damn good book because I am saturated. Speaking of which, Dawn, I had a new person whose name starts with K reach out to me via Reddit, of all things. Not surprising. The K seemed to be draw- drawn to you for some reason. And they said, well, I am this old and I live here. The hero was pretty close, but to the age that they said they were, I said, well, I'm just, you know, I want to let you know I'm 55, and that is quite the gap. And they said, oh, well, yeah, that's great. I dig that. So, there cool. You there you go. There cool. you go. So, I'm still beyond frustrated because, oh, I've got the guys reaching out, but they all seem to be the guys that aren't getting what they need at home. Yes. And because I'm adventurous, I'm what they need. That is unfortunate. That's not Polly. <laughs> But you are not too old to do Polly. No, absolutely not. Uh, question, uh, another question that we received. Uh, but did you have something else you wanted to break in with before I go into the, the actual topic-y things? I felt no, like I cut you off there for a moment. feel free. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatevs. <laughs> um, so, Dawn. Yes, sir. Do you think, though, that if somebody is, uh, like, I reach out to somebody being a domly dom and I say, oh, submissive, uh, who is disagreeing with me? You, if, you were dis- if you are a submissive disagreeing with a dom, that they're not being submissive enough? In other words, is accusing a sub of not being submissive, is that just another form of a non-fun, non-consensual abuse and damaging? Absolutely. Or- You pause too much. No, I I really, someone asked me this, um, and it was on Reddit as well. So, and it was about sub shaming. And they wanted to know um, if people have experienced that if they disagree with the Dom, the Dom, they're told that they're not submissive enough. And then like you, like you mentioned, the Dom will go into, you know, um, they're not submissive enough and blah, blah, blah. And I see that as a form of emotional blackmail. And because by a dom saying that a submissive isn't submissive enough and they're specifically trying to hurt that submissive's feelings, mm-hmm. that means that they, the quote dom, has let their ego get in the way and they're trying to hurt the other person's feelings. And I see that as an emotional blackmail and I see it as abusive. What if I were to say that to you? If you were to say that I wasn't submissive enough mm-hmm. to me. Or, that, yes, that in is, a specific situation. That is absolutely our dynamic, right? Uh-huh. You are correcting me. You are disciplining me. You are stating your expectations. But I've already consented to you being right. able to do all of that. So what I'm hearing with the whole sub-shaming topic is that the sub has not consented exactly. to being talk to like this at all the dom has had their ego stepped on and now they're lashing out and to me that's an abusive pattern yeah and i I completely agree with that and that is the distinguishing factor there is that 
once you have consented to a power exchange relationship, the rules may change somewhat. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, um, you know, if you're just talking to somebody on FetLife or whatever and, and you're pulling that stuff, then, yeah, you're full of shit. Right. At this point, if someone who I did not know asked me a question and I replied and then then they said, oh, you're not being submissive enough. Mm-hmm. My first thought is, whoa, you could never be my dominant because you feel like I just stepped on your toes and this is how you have to reply. Oh, you got some growing up to do. <laughs> Sorry, I probably shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> don't, don't disagree. Dawn, you know who also is not submissive enough? Uh-oh. is people I tell to get on the newsletter and they still don't do it. Okay. Was that a good segue? I don't know about that. Probably not. <laughs> not. But we do appreciate the, uh, we do have a, a lot of cool new people that have joined the sub the newsletter, such we, as? Well, we do. And um, it's a cool thing to join the newsletter because we have all these workshops coming up in May. We were just looking at it. We've got at least once once a week until the end of May, we took a little bit of time off. But you know, if you want to know what we're doing, instead of us talking about it and listing it all on the podcast, which you might hear of late, just join the newsletter. Yep. So people like Cynthia from North Carolina, Jordan from London, Faral from Paris. Oh gosh. Okay, I don't speak French at all. I'm sorry. So Gautier from Paris. Nicolas from Paris. Martina from London. Jante from London. Flavi, I'm sorry, from Paris. Pandora from London. Elise from the UK. Wolfie from Ohio. Rachel from the US. Mandy from Ohio. Bluetooth from the rustic steel chair. Mandy from Ohio, <laughs> again. So, well, that one might be Maddie. Oh, good. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and um, area from Ohio. So lots of Ohio and then Paris and London. And so that's kind of awesome. What is all the, what is the reason for all the Paris and London? I think it's because we did a Zoom with... I disagree. I think it's because <sighs> you do a Zoom during yeah. American daytime, which is a great time for them to join. Yeah, so that's evening hours for them. And yes. I just set up a few more Zooms for um, so that people in Europe can log in easier. So Yep. It'll so be So you should say thank you for subscribing to the newsletter and listening to the podcast in French. Go. I know because <laughs> even if I pretend that's not going to be funny. <laughs> it will not. It will not go Sorry. well. Sorry. Sorry, but thanks everybody for um subscribing to the newsletter. So, it's been great to have you on our Zoom calls and and all this stuff and we love reaching out to you through the newsletter. Uh Don, so this next one uh a little more serious and we just okay. of, we just talked about this not too long ago. Awesome. Is it possible to fully submit if you have some level of unresolved trauma from your past, some level of B- PTSD or stuff like that? So, and my flat out answer is yes. So, I fully submit to Dan. I fully surrender to Dan. I have PTSD. I have some uh, pretty major past baggage. So it's taken time. It's taken work. It's taken trust in Dan. It's taken Dan being trustworthy, right, to help with my trust. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's, like I said, it has taken work. We went into it with the knowledge that it was going to take work because there was hurdles to jump. Um, and yes, it is possible, 
So we just, like you said, we just had this Zoom call with our Patreon supporters right before doing this podcast. And, you know, there was other people on there. There was uh, um, leaders that were wanting to know some some tips and tricks sort of thing on how to help their followers that have passed mm-hmm. baggage and followers that were mentioning what has helped with what their leaders have done with them and, you know, their leaders being their support network and things like that. So... Um, one of the tricks is is to make sure that as a follower, you're not expecting your leader to be your rescuer. You still have to do the work. You still have to get a therapist. You still have to take your meds if meds is what's been recommended and what works for you, things like that. So like, Dan, I couldn't jump into a relationship with you and go, ha-ha, I have my savior, so now no more therapy and no more meds. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't work like that. So you have to do all of the stuff. If you want to know more, um, I do have a Zoom class that I teach, and I do it at various times of the day, various times of the month, and it's on how to be a survivor in a power exchange relationship. Super so. powerful stuff, and very much appreciate you sharing that um, with every anybody that wants to uh, hear it. Yeah, so the answer is yes, but it's not always easy, yep. so there's absolutely work involved. And what else do you got? Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, Dan, there's actually a couple in here. It just caught my eye, too. <laughs> <laughs> so we do get this question a bit, not so much lately because we've been in virtual world, but right. I think they're taking title contest virtual to the virtual world as well. So this question is, what advice do you have for someone that is going to be in a title contest? So let me start off by telling people that if you're not familiar with the idea of a title contest, here's how it works. And this is nearly only happening on at leather events versus your generic kink events. Some kink events have some level of fun little contest, but overall, this is a leather thing. And there's, there's contest for... Uh, some of them are power exchange contests. There's a master slave title. There's a power exchange couple or power exchange title um, that is both at a state and regional and international level, sometimes city level. Some of these are bar levels. It's some of, yeah, some of these are at your local, just at your local bar. Some of them are just about stand and model, right? Who looks great in a jock strap? Um, there's a leather sir titles and leather boy titles and leather miss titles as well, right? And the general idea of these titles is that you're just kind of for fun competing against other people and seeing, in general, who looks the hottest, who's looks the sexiest. Now, some of the titles are also to represent that title, and you will travel around and tell people about that title. The power exchange titles, the master-slave titles, are intended to be teaching titles. So they have nothing to do with... I, I Actually, that's a lie. They are not supposed to have anything to do with what you look like. They're about your ability to represent the power exchange dynamic. So that's what a leather title is in general. So Dawn, what, mm-hmm. are, what is some advice for people seeking a leather title? So um, I usually have a couple of pieces of advice. And I know for Dan and I, one of our biggest pieces of advice is to be yourself and have fun, right? 
So for Dan and I, when we ran for title, we ran for a master slave back in 2010, I think. Um, And we were just ourselves. We lived our dynamic. We showed our dynamic. We, um, you know, we were Dan and Dawn. So we didn't do, we studied history, right? Uh, You'll be asked history questions. Now, Dan and I have also been judges. So we can look at it from both sides at Mm -hmm. this point. So know your history if you don't know something that is asked of you, just be polite and say, I'm not recalling that at the moment, but I'll be sure to look it up, you know, and I will get back with you later. And then make sure you get back with that judge later. Mm-hmm. So there, but there's two ways of doing this that I can think of. One is the way that we did it, which was we did not look up our judges. We did not pre-read about our judges And that was because we didn't want to change our answers based on who we knew our judges were. Mm -hmm. We wanted to be judged on our dynamic and our dynamic alone. Now, as I've spent time being a judge, I've realized just how much ego some judges have. (laughs) So judges like to be known. So you can either go and do like we did and just be yourself and do your best You know, you might be asked to have a skit. You might be asked to have a two-minute question. Each title will have its own rules of what you have to prepare for. Or you can go study all your judges so that when they say, okay, go down the line and tell me something about each judge, you're prepared to do that and you know what they're looking for. I've had someone come up to me and say, Dawn, I'm so happy you're my judge. You know, I loved your book, Living MS. And when I asked them, oh, what was your favorite part? They didn't have an answer. <laughs> they had only learned enough to know that I'd written a book. They hadn't really done this thing. So uh-huh. it's like, you know, I would much prefer them not even to have mentioned that than to have just known that piece of thing because right. I was a judge. So, you know, so the advice is, the main advice is, is to be yourself and have fun. Yeah, the only thing I'll add to that is the thing that I would keep in mind is that it doesn't the 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 uh, they use Olympic scoring. Oh yeah, which means that sometimes the best score and the worst score gets thrown out. Um, But beyond that, keep in mind. You're not going to something like the Olympics where the, or a football game where the judges are professionals at this. These are other people that happen to have won a contest at some point and sat still long enough for somebody to say, hey, go be a judge, mm-hmm. right? So don't take any of this shit personally. If you decide to run for a title and you win or lose, don't take it personally. Don't overreact to it. It's, you know... We have seen some contests where you and I were absolutely sure this people would win. If it's not this people, then it's got to be this people. And it was somebody else completely. Where the whole audience goes, what? Right. And that's because it was Olympic scoring. High scores got thrown out. Low scores got thrown out. Or because maybe that couple that, or maybe that person that won might have been from the same region that two out of three of the judges were, right? Or yeah, so they were more known. So right. they were more, yeah. So um, 
It could be because someone wrote a FET writing that didn't go over because the judges will check the FET writings. The, the judges will check yeah. these other things. The, the short version of it is if you decide to go for it. And, you know, I used to, I've had a back and forth feel about this. I will say it was super positive for me and Dawn to run for contest. Mm-hmm. It was super positive and it was great to win. And it was okay to lose as well because what we figured out is when, you, when you're running for these contests, right? And when we ran for international, you think, if you, know, if you win, what are you going to do? And then we lost that contest. And we said, all right, what are we going to do? Are those things that we talked about actually important to us? Mm-hmm. And, and they were. So, so we, we went ahead and did them anyway. Yeah. So, um, but the other thing, if you are, um, that I like to advise, it just popped into my head because um, uh, Master Brenda and Slave Arcane ran and um, we were like helping them out as well mm-hmm. uh, until I became a judge for them. And then I had to totally step back <laughs> from all of that. But the main advice I gave for them was, um, and then I'm going to give to anybody here that would run for a power exchange title or like a master slave title is to talk in the car and ask each other the hard questions because that's what you and I had to do. We had to take mm-hmm. rides in the car and then we had to bring up the hard questions that we knew we might get asked on stage by a judge and we didn't want to be tripped up. Right. And that's really hard stuff because you don't realize what you've swept under the rug <laughs> just so that you don't have to talk about it. So now you're in the car and you're like, okay, sir, so I have this question in case they bring it up on stage. I don't want to be taken by surprise and I need to think about it now so that I know how to answer it. So when this thing happened, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or something like that. Hard, so, hard questions, huh? Yeah, 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 the hard questions. You like it when it's hard? <laughs> uh, actually, yes. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. If you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening to take a look at the options like discounted stuff, extra, extra content, content <laughs> and more. So um, we just had our Zoom meeting today with our Patreon supporters, and I think the next one is the second Sunday of June, and we will have a topic put out on Patreon. I like the whip noise. I know. Music. So do I. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn.